Hey Glowgetters, it's your girl Ariel Rose. And I'm Khadija J. And welcome back to Grind and Glow. On this episode, we are going to discuss your rights. So it's adequately <laughs> titled Know Your Rights. And so we're in a kind of crazy day and age where there's a lot going on, especially um, in the government and in law enforcement. And sometimes if you don't know something, it can seem frightening. A lot of fear comes from ignorance, just simply not knowing. So something we really want to do with this episode is just inform people, let people have the knowledge that they may not have been taught in school or by their parents, or they've just heard hearsay, whatever the matter might be from their friends. So today we have a guest with us and we'll allow him to introduce himself. Hello, my name is Maurice Body, and I'm with Legal Shield here to talk with you all today. Perfect. And so one of the things we wanted to ask is um, what kind of like, what should you do when you get pulled over? Like, is there a kind of steps that you should take? Is there like something that can really help you in a situation that would be more beneficial than something else? Like what's, what's the best protocol to kind of go by? Well, let me first say before we get started that I'm not an attorney. Yes. <laughs> but I am a representative of the company that I work for. So we get people in contact with attorneys every day. So I'm in contact with attorneys each and every day. So I learn some things while working with them. But to answer your question, when you get pulled over, we know the day and age that we live in today. And so as young people and as anybody, when you get pulled over, the first thing you want to do, you see blue lights behind you. You want to go ahead and stop, pull over. Uh, make sure you're in a good, safe area. If it's at nighttime, I would definitely be in a lighted area. I wouldn't pull over nowhere dark. Um, that is your right. You can move, you know, and pull over somewhere where you feel safe. Right. That makes um, sense. Right. Because you don't want to be somewhere where you can't be recorded or nobody can see you. Something happens. Right. Because my mom knows. is always like, if you're on a backcountry road, the police mm -hmm. will understand. If you got to right. call 911, call them. Let them know you're not running, but you're just trying to get to a safe space. Exactly. Because right. there's no one around. I've exactly. been told that before, too, that like you can call in while you're getting mm -hmm. pulled mm -hmm. over. Yes. Yeah. Definitely let them know what's going on. So my suggestion is when you get pulled over, to go ahead and pull over in a safe area. You're going to go ahead and put your car in park. Maybe cut it off. I would go ahead and cut it off so you don't think that he, you get ready to flee. And then put your hands on the stairwell. Go ahead and have your information readily available. Go ahead and put your hands on the stairwell. When the officer walks up, you know, go ahead and... First of all, when he pulls you over, he walks up to that window. He should let you know exactly what he pulled you over for. Okay. Um, and you do have the right to ask, you know, well, why did you pull me over? Most times, nine times out of ten, they'll ask you, well, do you know why I pulled you over? Right. They, they're going to ask you that because I was reading that, you know, they want to seem friendly. They want to get you to talk so that they can get more information out of you. So that's why they ask you that question. Okay. I was like, hmm. Because they know why they pulled you over. Right. right. <laughs> so we trying to figure that out. <laughs> So, uh, so when you get pulled over, you know, you do that, follow those steps, and go ahead and answer whatever questions he may ask, have for you, and then just follow from there. Because um, you want to make sure that you're cooperative. You know, I know the day and age that we're living in, people are against the police and, you know, whatever, but be cooperative with the cops because nine times out of ten you will make it out of that situation. Instead of trying to fight or resist or give them attitude, just go ahead and cooperate, find out exactly what they're pulling you over for, and then go from there. Okay. When I was in high school, I remember this so much. Uh, one of my teachers in high school 
told me that if you get pulled over, and he goes to the whole class, to um, like stop, you know, pull over. But he said to put your hands out the window to show like you don't have a weapon or something like that. And I thought that was like the most bizarre thing because I feel like I should just keep my hands in the vehicle. Like I shouldn't have anything out of it, right. especially like with everything going on. But I always, I still remember that to that day. I remember telling my mom that too. And she was like, don't do that. Right. <laughs> I would suggest just keeping your hands on the steering wheel in plain sight. I mean, a lot of people do that because of what's going on, especially in the minority communities. They do that to try to, you know, keep us as safe as possible to prevent anything bad from happening. Right. It makes sense. Put your hands out the window. They can see that your hands is clear and free from a weapon. So, you know, I would just put them on the stairway. And when you are getting pulled over, if you do have a weapon in the car, go ahead and let the officer know immediately, listen, I do have a weapon mm-hmm. in the car. It's registered, especially if it's registered. Let them know that it's registered. And just let them know that you got it. So at least he'll have a little ease, you know. And already, like I say, already have your information. It's, it's important to just have your information maybe up in your visor already. So when he approaches, you don't look like you're making sudden moves. Because they're already nervous. You're nervous. We don't want the, the uh, incident to escalate even more mm-hmm. than what it should be. So that's my take on that. Right. So a lot of people may not know this. I feel like this is something I was informed by my parents and they told me that they don't but let's just say like they're pulling you over and they say they're pulling you over because you were speeding or you ran a light so once they do that do they have the authority to search your trunk or your vehicle at all no okay they do not have the right to search your vehicle without probable cause Mm -hmm. unless there is they feel like a crime has been committed that uh somebody is in violation or somebody's in critical uh an emergency situation something like that that somebody has committed a crime then they can pull, you know, search a vehicle. But otherwise, other than that, they are not to search a car. Um, you are not to give them consent to search a car. Never give an officer consent to search a car. Even if you feel like or you know that you have nothing to hide, never give them consent to search a car because you never know what they might plant or what they might put in there and say, oh, look what I found. Mm-hmm. And now you got to dispute that. So never give them consent. They do not have the right to consent. If they want to consent or they want to search, tell them, listen, when you go back and get a warrant, and then you can search my vehicle. But other than that, you cannot search my car, my purses, or anything that belongs to me. And see, I feel a lot of people are scared because they don't know that. And it's mm-hmm. like they don't want to feel that they're resisting. Like, resisting. Yeah. Right. So I feel a lot of people don't know that. And when they hear that, they're like, really? I'm like, yes, that's your right. If they pull you over for speeding or running a line, they tell you that, they don't have the right to search your car because they didn't give you a reason why. And it's just like them coming to search your home. Like, they have to have a warrant. Right. They can't right. just come in right. and search it. That vehicle belongs to you. They can't just search it without exactly. your permission. Right. Which, I feel like someone told me before, and I don't know if it's true or not, that, like, your trunk is something separate, and even if they, like, search your vehicle, they can't search your trunk. Is that true? No, the vehicle is one the, vehicle. Right. It's one entity, one body. <laughs> so it all, you know, acts as one. And it's a part of your Fourth Amendment. I did print that out. The Fourth Amendment of your Constitution, right, says the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause Mm -hmm. supported by the oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the person or things to be seized. So they can't touch your stuff without probable cause. Period. <laughs> and you don't like, have to be nasty about it. And say, listen, no, right. I, I do not want you to search my vehicle. I did not consent to a search. Make sure that you make that known to them and that they hear it and another witness hears it. 
because it's good to have a witness for, you know, any type of situation that you're dealing with. Right. right. I will say the times I have gotten pulled over, of course, they were for speeding, being young. But, like, the first thing <laughs> I do, like, I always call my parents because they told me that you always want to have a witness if you get pulled over, especially, like, if you're in the car by yourself. Because exactly. if something was to happen, at least they're on the phone so they mm-hmm. can know. And I'm like, with technology today, there's FaceTime. You can be on FaceTime with someone. They can see everything going. So it's like, I definitely would tell young people that, too. If you ever get pulled over by yourself, make sure you call someone or have someone on the phone because someone can be a witness to that even though they're not physically there. Exactly. Which, and no one's ever told me that. And I've been, I think almost every time I've been pulled over, I've been by myself. Mm-hmm. So, and it's one policeman. So exactly. um, I've never been told that. So that's interesting. Well, now you know. Well, this is why we're having this episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. To learn. Because, yeah, it's like if you don't have anyone, it is your word. And it sucks the society that we live in today. But it's like you're going to have to fight harder for your word to be to mean something over right. theirs. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have someone that heard it, regardless if they weren't there, you have something to hold value. So right. you have right. something to fight for. Exactly. This is why I'm with the company that I'm with now today, Legal Shield, because we provide equal access to every single person across the United States and Canada. And so when you become a member of Legal Shield, it's only $24.95 to protect you and your whole family a month, or you can pay the $300 for the whole year. Most attorneys cost you $300 an hour, but you get them for the whole year. And not just a attorney, but you get the whole law firm. But with your membership comes an app. And this is, you know, for those that can't see, you know, I can always mm-hmm. provide you with information later. But this is the app. So when you get pulled over, you hit this emergency red button. And within seconds, you have an live attorney on the phone to represent you. Day or night, 24 hours a day, doesn't matter. Oh, wow. So that's your witness right there. And every phone call is recorded with Legal Shield. Right. So if anything happens, you have to go to court. Guess who your best witness is? Your attorney. They got everything okay. transcribed and everything recorded. So there is no way he said, she said, no, it's right here what you see. Right. So you are protected and you're covered. And it makes sure that you get home safe and sound to your family. And that's the whole objective. You know, get get your ticket. If you got to get the ticket, speeding ticket, whatever, get your citation, smile, thank you. <laughs> and go home and be about your business. Go home and be with your family. Live to see another day. Right. It's, it's not worth the disputes, the heartaches, because you can't dispute the cops in the streets. Right. You got to do it in the courts. Yeah. You want to make sure that you're safe. That's really interesting to know. That's good. That's a good tool to have. Definitely. Um, so another thing we want to know is that if you know the officer is asking something that they can't, something that is illegal, what is the best way to go about that? Your, th- your, your constitutional right says, your Miranda right says what? I have the right to remain what? Silent. Silent right. I have the right to a what? An attorney. Mm-hmm. If you don't have one, one would be appointed to you. Right. You already have one if you have the legalship membership. But here's the thing. The first part says, I have the right to remain silent. You do not have to answer any question that the police officer asks you. You can let them know, listen, I want to remain silent till I speak to my attorney. So what if they haven't read you your Miranda rights yet? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't have to speak a word to them unless you are in the presence of your attorney. Because um, someone was telling me the other day, they were like, if you get pulled over, um, I don't know if it was you. If you get pulled over um, for a DUI um, and they ask you to do a breathalyzer to not do the breathalyzer unless that you can refuse to do it for one, but that um, if you, you can say, I will do it, but I want my attorney present. You can refuse a breathalyzer um, all day long, but nine times out of 10, be honest, you will be arrested (laughs) and you're still going to take that breathalyzer when you get downtown. But okay. uh, you can request your attorney at that time, and they can make sure that everything is done right. Especially if you know you're innocent, that you haven't been drinking or anything. You can do all of that once you get down there. 
uh, to the booking station. And you can have your attorneys there to represent you, make sure that everything goes smoothly. Or go ahead and have them on the line with that app. So mm-hmm. if they're out of violation with asking you certain things, the, the police officers, that attorney can speak up and make sure that your rights are protected the whole time. All right. I think a lot of times, like, uh, it's kind of believed, like, we don't know our rights. Like, the mm-hmm. general public, not just, like, a certain group of people, yeah. but right. the general public doesn't right. really know their rights. But if they know something is wrong, that kind of but they, you know, might not be completely 100% about it, mm-hmm. that's when they're really kind of nervous to kind of speak up about it, and then that's kind of when situations can kind of go left because you know, anything can happen at that point. Exactly. Yeah. I tell people, if you don't know your rights, you don't have any. That's, and this is what I police like officers okay. are counting on. Yeah. That's what they're counting on. They're counting you to not know the system, to not know your rights, to not know your Miranda rights, to not know the Constitution. They're counting on you to not know that. That's why it's very important to study, you know, all those that are in college. Study. Study the Constitution. Study what your rights are so that you can know what they are. And if you don't know what they are, you need to have access to the justice system so that when you get pulled over, if you don't know, guess who you knows? Your attorney knows. Right. So when the officer starts asking questions, start you feel like you're being violated, guess what? Well, I want to call my attorney. It is your right within any process to call your attorney. They have to allow you to call your attorney. You know, for a lot of the, the, the younger generation, they can't say, well, I want to call my mom or dad. The office is going to be like, no. It's but not you can your call right. your attorney. But you can call your attorney. That is your right as a U.S. citizen. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that is most of our first step, right. you know, is to be like, can I call my mom? Can I call my dad right. or whatever? Because if there's an emergency, I mean, that's, that's obviously my call. first that's call. That's you feel right. comfortable with. Right. So, yeah. so um, we might be like, if we're in a situation that isn't immediate, like necessarily like that, we can be like, do I need to call my attorney? And we don't actually have one, but we can like say that, you know, right. to kind of like cover ourselves. <laughs> right. And they'll wait. But in a situation like that, you can't really bluff. That's kind of like a yeah, bluff, you can't you know? bluff on that situation. You've got right. to have one. So point case, we had a young man, a uh, lady that we're friends with uh, through our business. Her son went off to college, went to a party one day with some of his friends. And uh, they was on their way back home for the party, caught a ride with somebody else on the way back to, the, to their barracks, to their home. And the police pulled him over. It was like there was four guys in the car. And he wasn't driving, but he rode with another guy. And the guy that got, that was driving actually had a gun under the seat. Didn't know it. And so the police officer, he had his probable cause. We don't know what it was, but for whatever mm-hmm. reason, they all had to get out the car. They searched the car, found the gun. They put him all in the handcuffs. They crying, well, can I call my mom? No. Can I call this? Well, can I call that? No. And then the one boy who had the mom had the membership, he said, well, can I call my attorney? The officer had to let him call his attorney. He called his attorney right then and there. The attorney talked with the police officer. The police officer went back, talked to the young man, said, listen, everybody else is going downtown and getting booked and processed, but you're going to go downtown, you're going to sign a few pieces of paper, and we're going to go ahead and let you go on a verbal signature bond because he had an attorney to actually represent him and talk with the police officer. So hmm. while everybody else went to jail on a Friday night, so then they're not getting processed didn't get Monday. Seen, didn't right. get seen till Monday, but it was a vacation. The judge was out, so he didn't see them till Thursday. They spent oh, all wow. of their time in general population while this young man went home on a Friday night. Because he's, his mother had took the, the, the smart and responsible act to get herself protected and her family protected. So they had immediate access to an attorney. Attorneys nowadays are very expensive. And it's not about black are, and white. Yeah. But it's about the green. How much can you afford? <laughs> right. That's where you're going to get the best representation. And that's why we make it affordable for everybody to have access. I, I preach this all day long. I believe in it. Everybody needs to have equal access to the justice system. And it's only $25 a month to make sure that you have access to a whole law firm, not just a attorney. Because, you know, there are different areas of law. So whatever you're right. dealing with, you have now have access to the whole thing. So would you rather go to a doctor 
that specialized in one thing? Or would you rather go to the hospital that specialized in everything? Right. Right. I'd rather go to the hospital. Right. right. So I wouldn't want to have just a attorney that represents me for criminal acts, but I'd rather have a whole law firm that represents every area of the law. So now I'm covered. If anything happens, I'm covered through all of that. Right. And so this is some of the things that we do and we provide to everybody on an everyday basis. Okay. Right. Because what sample of that, we were in Athens with my friend. He's actually a lawyer and attorney. He just happened to be in the <laughs> yes, car. It yes. was my car, but uh-huh. he was driving. And we were on the way downtown to something, and the police officer pulled us over. And his legit reason for pulling us over, he said he ran like a yellow light, but he was worried about us hitting deer. Hitting deer. Hitting deer. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what the police officer that's what he told said. And my friend that was driving, like, he told him, like, well, he knows we're like his a rights. Car full of- Right, we're a car full of like, (laughs) all of us were black in the car, and it was a white officer. And it was like homecoming or something. It it was was like a busy time, you know. But it's like when he said that, all of us were like, what? I'm like, you had to have pulled us over for Dear. something. <laughs> but it just so happened, my friend that was driving, he's actually a lawyer and attorney. Right. So right. it's like, he knew how to handle that situation. Because right. even all of us knew, you didn't just pull us over for a deer. Like, it had to right. be something else. Right. But it's this like, a, once he we said We were in a, that, royal sh- a rural street either. Like, right. we're in, like, downtown, the, downtown Athens. Athens. So where's a deer just coming out, right? So luckily he was able to get us out of that situation because it's like once he told him that, it's like the police officer, okay, what what can I really say to them or why I pulled them over? So it's like he kind of just let us go. Exactly, because he had no probable cause. Right. 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 None at all. Crazy. (laughs) Yes, that was was interesting. It was. So aside from, you know, necessarily getting pulled over, like if you're in an accident, um, are there like any, I think we all know like, okay, call, you know, 911 if anything, but mm-hmm. is there like anything else that we should maybe do, especially if it's like a, like a, uh, what is a pileup? Like if it's maybe like two or three cars, mm-hmm. like is there anything different that you should do in that situation? Um, Not really. Even Listen, I'll tell you, I'm talking about this app all night <laughs> because this app has everything in here. Even, let me go back and click. So you can click on plan info. And you can click and see the steps for different things that okay. you're dealing with. So I click on motor vehicle services, and it tells me what to do for an accident. Okay. And so some of the things it says, stay at the scene in a safe place. You go ahead and call the police. Go ahead and gather your driver's license and insurance information. It says, do not, do not admit fault to the officer, to a witness, or anybody until you talk with your attorney. Never, ever admit fault, even if you know you're at fault. Never, <laughs> ever admit fault in a car accident. Just remain quiet till your attorney, you know, get there. Uh, it says also if you're injured, call 911, call the emergency numbers, take photos of the accident. Yeah, um, that's really make important. Make sure you get as much information as possible from there. You know, take photos of your vehicle, their vehicles, mm-hmm. um, any vehicles involved, get their information as well, all of that different type of stuff. So you just, it's really nothing no, out of the norm that you would do other than just, uh, are you calling me? No. <laughs> <laughs> other than that. So I would just make sure that you don't, especially the big thing is don't add, uh, admit to anything, but just make sure that you talk with your attorney. You can get their information, give them your information, and that's the much talking that I would do. Next thing, okay, you can hear from my attorney from anything else from here on out. Gotcha. Yeah, because I know, what, two years ago I was in a bad accident, literally not far from campus. Mm-hmm. I was on my way to campus, literally, to take a test and everything. And the way that the intersection was, 
I had the arrow to turn left, mm-hmm. but the old lady, she thought the <laughs> light was green, and she literally ran straight through the light. When I say I saw my life flash before my eyes, wow. like, she T-boned me so hard, I spun and hit someone else. Oh, wow. So now we had someone else involved in this mm-hmm. accident, and it was just crazy, because, like, I'd never been in an accident, so I'm just crying. My dad's <laughs> like, just calm down. And there, luckily, there was a lady who was at the business across the street mm-hmm. who saw the whole thing, so she right. came over there immediately, and it was just, it was just a really scary feeling. It's like I knew what to do and like take pictures and yeah, everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it's just like I had never been in one. And she hit me so hard, and like everyone, like the police and stuff, they were like surprised. Luckily, she hit me on the side she did, and it wasn't the side of my gas tank. Because if she hit me on that side, it would have been a whole right. lot worse. Because she hit me in that exact position. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I think it's just like a lot with having to adult, like especially <laughs> with. Um, Tell about it. Yeah, because especially with accidents being such a leading cause of death for people mm-hmm. in our age group. Yeah. Right. Like, it's really important for us to know, like, those steps we take when we are in an accident. Because mm-hmm. I was, I I guess it's considered an accident when you're by yourself, when it's only your vehicle. I was like, yeah. I didn't really think to call it an accident. But I um, unfortunately hydroplaned in November. Um, and luckily, I was on a road with no other um, cars. Luckily, no other cars were there because I my vehicle completely like turned around. I went through a fence and wow. um, like into like a, a green area. Um, so like I guess it could have been much worse because I was yeah. lucky for it to happen where it did. Because um, if I'd went to the other side, it was all trees, you know. Wow. So, but it's like I didn't. That was my first real accident, right. and I didn't really know what to yeah, do. Scary. Besides, like I was kind of stuck for right. a second. You just freeze. Like, right. like yeah. what do I do? Like, like you're a bunch not of glass hurt, everywhere. But it's just like, yeah, it was what's next? crazy. It was crazy. But yeah, it's so important for us to be so aware when we're driving and stuff it, like it that. Because even my daughter, I have a 19 year old in college at uh, East Georgia, and she got in a car accident on Monday. Wow. She's okay. Wow. She's okay. Uh, She was behind somebody that was getting ready to turn Mm -hmm. in a turning lane, and they act like they was itching up to go ahead and go, but then they stopped on brakes real quick, and she was right there behind Mm -hmm. them, getting ready to take off, and she bumped the back of them. Mm -hmm. No damage or anything, but they called the police, did a little assessment or whatnot, but it's just little things like that. So Mm -hmm. you got to be careful, and I immediately called the law firm to make sure what, what could I do to make sure that she's all right, to make sure that everything is taken care right. of properly. And they walked me through the steps, and I told her what to do. I put on three-way to go ahead and make sure that she gets it right. So I just said, I'll call, and I'll put right. you in. <laughs> so I want to make sure everything is done right. And so everything was fine. Uh, just told her, just keep your distance from people. Just keep your distance. Yeah, because so, my mom literally always says, my you mom may always be, says my mom always says, you may be a safe driver, but you have to drive for others. Exactly. You can't just drive for yourself because exactly. you may be paying attention, but somebody mm-hmm. else isn't, and that's what's going to cause the accident. Yes. My mom People definitely drives for others. I think that's kind of like a, a female trait, too, Yeah, because I don't feel like that many dads tell you that, but moms definitely do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so a little bit different than accidents, so... Unfortunately, everyone will leave the earth one day. So mm-hmm. for people who don't know what technically is a will and kind of how does it work and when should you be thinking about like making one? Because we're kind of in that age group where we're getting married, we're having mm-hmm. kids. like, And so that is kind of the time when you would think you would start taking those right. steps. Yeah. Um, I believe the age to start getting a will is when you turn 18. Really? Yes. Well, I'm late because I'm going to be 25. And I'm late, late. Okay. <laughs> Getting the wheel at 18 is, is, is very important, a very smart decision to make. 
um, a will in in, our, in my business is what we call a last love letter to your loved one. Okay. It states what your wishes are. If anything should happen to you, you know, you tell them what you want to happen at your funeral and all of that. But if you have any property, any assets, anything of, of, of value that you would like to leave to somebody, you would state all of that in your will as well. And in different type of instructions or directions for the, you know your loved ones are all placed in that will. Uh, a lot of people don't. Let me see. Seven out of ten don't have a will, but ten out of ten will need one <laughs> because, like you say, we all got to leave here one day. We're not here to stay. This is not our home, but we're just passing through. And so we have to have our wills in place. A lot of people don't realize that Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina are probate states. If you die today without a will in place, the state can step in and assume everything that you have. They can take all of your possessions. Even if you're married, you can still have your possessions taken by the state. And you and your family have to go to court and fight for those possessions. And the state's going to take what they want off the top and then give you the rest. But if you have that hmm. will, that written will uh, in place, then you don't have to know the speaks with anybody. Because uh, once you get your will with us, we go ahead and do your will for free. Matter of fact, with Legal Shield, you get your will done for free with your membership. We update it every year for free. Uh, when you get that will, it takes them 10 days to process it. You'll either get a packet that you can fill out, an actual physical will packet, like we have here, a questionnaire, or you can do it through the app. Everything you do through the app. <laughs> That's why I love the app. And so once you do it, you send it into the law firm. They go ahead and process it within 10 days. They'll send it back to you in a manila envelope with your will, living will, and healthcare power of attorney. It's great to have all of those things because your will takes care of everything that you have that you want to leave to somebody. Your living will, if you're in a coma or can't speak for yourself, uh, not diabetic, but uh, what do I want to say? Well, might as well say a coma where you're in a vegetative state. Mm -hmm, Uh, And you can't speak, uh, can't make decisions for yourself. Your living will appoints somebody else to speak on your behalf to take care of you and your needs. Um, what else I say? Your healthcare power of attorney, same thing, access the same thing. So you want to get all those things taken care of. Uh, once you get it back from the law firm, you'll take it down to the probate court with a witness, get everything signed and notarized. They'll keep a copy. You get a copy. So now if anything happens, your last will and testament is now on file with the state, and you have one as well. So there's no disputing with anybody. Nobody can a lost long cousin come say, well, she was supposed to leave this to me, or I was supposed to get the car, I was supposed to get the house. Everything is written in black and white in that will. Who right, gets what? Right, black and white. So a will is very, very important. Even if you feel like you don't have anything, it's very important to have a will because you don't know what's going to happen. Point in the case, we had a young man to die in a car accident. Very young. I think it was a college student years ago. And the family sued. I think he died by a transfer truck. Transfer truck hit him on the road. Killed him instantly. And the family sued the trucking company. The family won the lawsuit. But because the young man didn't have a will in place, he had nobody for that money to be allocated to, guess where that money went to? The state. Went back to the state. Wow. That's crazy. So you don't know what you could be awarded, even in your death, you could be awarded money, you know, for your death. And because you don't have a will in place, that your family loses twice. They lose you and they lose any type of reparation that they could get for the loss of you. Wow. So it's best to even get your will done at the age of 18. When you hit 18, go ahead and get your will done, get it everything taken care of, and then you can update it every year for free as you continue to get more access to different things. Okay. Once you get married, you go ahead and have your husband get you, you know, add him onto the will. He adds you on to his. Make sure that you get your wills done. It's very, very important. It is, I can't stress that enough. Because a lot of people die, leave here, and leave their families with nothing. So it's very important to have that will. Because I know I've had the discussion with my mom um, 
about their will, but mm-hmm. she says herself that they didn't get it until my sister was born, which is their firstborn. Mm-hmm. Um, so they waited a while before they got theirs. It wasn't huh. until, yeah, until they had a child that they mm-hmm. decided to even do a will, either one of them. But and a that's lot of even, people wait. A lot of people yeah. wait because they don't, a lot of people don't really have the full understanding of, you know, how it really works, but it's very important to get it done. Right. And that's why we kind of wanted to share this because I now that she's spoken to me about it, I knew somewhat of the importance of it. But even what you just told us now is some Mm -hmm. things that I didn't know, um, especially about the state, about that being able to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's even kind of like life insurance. Like people don't really think about life insurance when you're young, but this is really the best time to get it because it's the cheapest rate you get. I worked in insurance for a little bit. so (laughs) This is is. the best time to get it is when you're young and you're healthy. healthy. Because um, once you get sick, it's going to be sky high if you could even get it. Right, because then you might not even be eligible for mm-hmm. it. So, like, when you're young, really is the best time to get life insurance, yes. which I didn't even realize. Um, but, yeah, that's that's similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I said mine was a little bit different just because both my parents were in the military, so it's kind of like they already had wills because, you know, being yeah. deployed oh. and stuff, mm-hmm. like going to Afghanistan, like oh, yeah. anything happened and they might not come back. Gotcha. Right. So it's kind of like they always had it, even though we stay with our grandparents because anything could happen. So it's like if both of them were to go, like right. we would get everything, the military would pay mm-hmm. us for the rest of our lives. So it's kind of like just okay. having a set. So it's a little bit different with that. So I can oh, kind of yeah. see. Okay, and I guess okay. it just depends on like what you know and like what kind of field you're in and right. stuff like that. Because yeah. I feel like that would be like with police officers and firefighters and stuff too, like jobs that you're risking your life right, every day. Right. Oh, yeah. They kind of already have their wills set right, because set right. tomorrow's not promised for them in right. those careers. Exactly. That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, I'm ex-military, so I had all that stuff in place as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like that because I'm like completely not military. Yeah. I have no, nothing. The military I don't know set anything you up for everything. This. Yeah, for life, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for all the knowledge you let us know. You definitely taught us something, and I hope, and I know you're going to teach our audience something. Um, That's really why we wanted you on here, because there's just a lot (laughs) that we don't know. Um, And if you don't know, you don't know. And sometimes you don't know that you don't know. So if you didn't, now you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But thank you again so much. Um, In closing, just again, let the people know who you are. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you for letting me be on tonight tonight. Uh, but again, I am Maurice Body, one of the representatives for Legal Shield um, here in the Augusta area. If you ever need me, look me up. Uh, you can hit me on my website at www.mauricebody.info. That's M A U R I C E B O D D I E dot info. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm really happy we did this one. Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess now I need to make me a will. I'm like, right. Mom, do I have a will? Right, right, mom, do I have a will? (laughs) But until next time, it's your girl Ariel Rose. And I'm Khadija J. And remember, the the harder you grind, the brighter you glow. See you later, glow getters.